0: When we listen and gain our knowledge and
1: power, we turn to the no-bullshit hour. No-bullshit!
2: Let's just break breaking news. Double no or bullshit. Double no bullshit. No bullshit.
3: It's, it's fucking cold down here, dude. <laughs> it's colder than Ted Cruz's bedroom. I'm telling <laughs> you right now. Now the before power went out. What a weasel.
2: Total weasel. What a liar.
3: Koji's the biggest weasel in America. Yep. L Y I N
1: apostrophe.
3: Lion flying. Ted. Karen. Hi, babe. How are you? I'm
1: great. Charlie. How are you guys today?
3: Real good. Listen, I got a complaint. Hey, folks. Before <laughs> before we we get going, I just I gotta I gotta complain. <laughs> you you know if you've been listening, I've been asking Karen to fix the shit. Look at that background. <laughs> She looks like one of the women of Cell Block H. Like it's the interrogation room <laughs> of 6th Precinct. <laughs> look at it. It's a mess.
2: Now. She's got fresh flowers finally. That's not bad. We,
3: we, the, the brain trust, right? The boy and girl of the no bullshit news hour. Yeah. We're on a team last night. We're on Let It Rip. Oh. Fox 2 Local. Current Affairs show. Zoom. All right. Now, this is what Karen gives us. No offense, but look at her hair today. I mean, you know, did you comb it? <laughs> I'll tell you what's wrong with your hair. Let's put up a little picture of Karen appearing last night on like real TV. Oh. Let's take a look oh, at this. Wow. wow. Look. Oh, my God. She looks like hubba, hubba. a mature and hotter AOC with yes. a brain.
1: Hey, there's no sound, guys. Everybody's saying there's no sound. Well, we're so. not We're not putting this.
3: Are we going to put the on? in?
1: It's, 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 I'm in on, um, they're watching live and they're saying there's no audio. Just FYI, so they can't hear you talking about me, so good.
3: I <laughs> don't audio, Mark.
2: We're on it. Okay. Right. Lock, line in. Thanks. There you go.
1: All right. So anyway,
3: what I was saying, folks, is Karen's dumpy ass office. It looks like a serial killer. Really. I don't know audio, Mark. We're on it. Okay. Line and there. You
2: go. Oh, all right. Cool. Now we can so anyway, hear ourselves. That's great.
3: What I was saying, folks. <laughs> oh, this is cool. Is Karen's dumpy
2: ass <laughs> office.
1: <laughs> looks this like- is where I work, Charlie. This is where I need things that inspire me. I got the bookcase. I got all the normal stuff, but this is where I work. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like Jordan. I don't have this nice brick wall and the lights and my microphone is hidden. But hey, this is where I get stuff done. Yeah, but he's he's.
3: From Brooklyn, he's allowed to have that hipster look. You, <laughs> let's go back to that picture. For sorry, folks, we're just we're gonna banter for a moment because I'm wondering why we're not getting the respect from our own people that she's giving you Perkins. Here she is last night on <laughs> Fox. Too, let her. Let me see it. Look at this. Look at the throw. What are those blinds made out of back there? Ooh. Oak. They're, they're,
1: they're wood. Wooden. They're custom. They're, custom. they're wood. Custom.
3: They look at the Shay's Lounge. <laughs>
2: Look at the f- more fresh cut flowers. Fresh in the tulips
3: back, back. there. Yeah. Look at the stone hearth.
1: Behind me, I have fresh flowers every week. Yes, look, I do. Right look here. Look at the dress. Me. What? What? Right what? under. Right under my picture of Nipsey. They're right here. <laughs>
3: would you? Uh, would you? Could you? Um, put put the picture back up. taking it off, please. What kind of dress is that, Karen? What's the What's the
1: style, and, and who made this designer dress? It is a Tahari sweater. That's it. Basic sweater over my stretch pants. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, that's kind of hot <laughs> how much time did you take about whoa now look at that shot that's uh charlie back at his house <laughs> and there's my there's charlie <laughs> very uh, washed out in yellow yeah I don't but, shit. But, but but okay. everything
1: <laughs> in charlie's office is like just meticulously placed the pictures are spaced every it is like almost like a like a Psycho, but it's really nice. It's perfect.
3: And that's how it's always looked. You don't see any Emmy Awards. I didn't put anything in the way to make myself look cool. You don't see me with a Chase lounge in the background. (laughs) Nobody gets to see my house. That's just too weird. This whole COVID thing got to end. All right, look, because we're all getting sick of it. So, listen, today, here's what uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is getting his ass beat on the front page of every New York newspaper this week because he concealed the true depths of the nursing home horrors in the Empire State. And he's so rattled at the negative coverage. Y'all remember, it's America's governor, Hmm. that he's now threatening to destroy Democratic state lawmakers who are telling the truth. Here's the point. Governor Whitmer of Michigan, as you know, echoed Cuomo's entire COVID handbook, even doubling down on it. When he got rid of it, she doubled down. On it. We're still allowing red-hot COVID people into the nursing homes and other long-term oh, facilities. Geez. So, what's going on? Where is it? What's happening with Cuomo, right? Yep. Where's our boot-licking look- press corps? And so... Cuomo just called one of his virtual press conferences. We were going to have Jesse McKinley, the New York Times bureau chief in Albany on to sort of discuss it and compare. Maybe we'll just, we'll just call up just, he had a virtual conference. So we'll virtually interrupt the virtual conference. See, just get a quick. You want to do it now? Uh, yeah. Dial it up. Um, wait a minute. Give me a second. Uh, and also, you know, with us, the, the cool hipster looking dude in the bottom, <laughs> This is Jordan Cheriton the founder of Status Quo? Friend of the show, he's been on. He's this hipster here. He's not. He's just a good soul. But you deserve it with the fucking testicles hanging behind you. Look at that. Look at that. You look like you're in Karen's bathroom. What's
2: what, What's going on?
4: Karen has testicles in her bathroom. This is the brand. This is I a sure hope new so. studio, and I will tell you, it's fake brick, Karen.
1: Oh, oh okay. well, that makes me feel better. It's sort of <laughs> like
4: the, it's sort of like the Flint's. Uh,
1: um,
3: Legal case, it's fake and <laughs> it's falling a apart. A facade.
1: It's a facade.
3: <laughs> so he's going to be joining us because there is a nexus here, you know, which is Dana Nessel. Mm-hmm. Right? Because Cuomo got called out. It all started when the Attorney General, a Democrat of New York, decided to look out for the people and not the political party and exposed the fact that they tanked the count by 50%. And then it was exposed. One of his right hand people, one of his chief advisors, called all the Democrats on a conference call and apologized for tanking the numbers because they didn't want Trump using it as a football. They, quote, froze,
2: froze, froze. When does that happen here? Which part? Uh, the, um, just the attorney general here, maybe right. looking into it.
3: I think Jordan, he's been living this. From yeah. Brooklyn, no less. He's the only guy doing Flint stuff. I tried to, but he's really in there. So we'll look at that. Uh, We got comedian Detroit Red. He's going to do a set from us live from the serial killer house. That never seems to go away. The serial killer did this two years ago, and it's still there. That's the crime. Unreal. So Red will join us from Mac and Mount Elliott. And if we got a little time, we'll toss in a little bit of the news, okay? But uh, first, please, give your time, give your attention, spend your money take a trip to American Coney Island which Esquire calls one of the 100 most important restaurants in America because it's who we are and by the way I want to thank you business is picking up good people are going the coney kits at americanconey. what is it what is it americanconey.com right
2: yeah yeah well, you look at it see up. now you asked that question and I'm double checking myself i, I don't I, anyway look at you know just type it in get the coney kit google it
3: right now um are open downtown michigan and Lafayette Uh, starting at 10 a.m., Thursdays are open till 9, Friday and Saturday till midnight, Sunday 12 to 5. Support, support, support. Share, share, share. Great friends of this show. And as always, ADR. It's pretty simple. ADR consultants are the ones who you call when you need to get something done on time, on budget, and done right. If you're an investor and can't get straight answers about where your assets or property are registered, how to get them repaired, you call ADR. They do asset management. You have issues with city zoning, ADR. Are you trying to get some, uh, something remodeled, need permits, variances, and you can't navigate city hall? Save time. Who do I call? And money. You call ADR. Construction, deconstruction, demolition, rehabilitation, project management, owner, representative services, technology deployments. Think of all that. Oof. They do everything. Get it done the way it should be done and without excuses. Ethical, honest, smart, and discreet. Call Barry Tuck for free consultation, 248-318-9424. It's on our website. You're going to need it at some point. Mention the NBN and tell him you need him to fix your shit. shit yeah. So what are you making of
1: this Cuomo shit, Karen? You know, Charlie, as we kind of touched on a little bit last night, people have to understand that politics is pretty much all about the politician. And I'm saying that because the art of public service has all but been lost and so from a a strategy standpoint information is packaged it's presented and at some point it becomes performative all to the benefit of the elected official Um, everybody's thinking about their next campaign everybody's thinking about you know their their sound bites uh and and that's and and it's to the it's to the disadvantage of the people that um are are looking to them for solutions and for answers and for leadership okay so okay
3: so so what do you mean
1: i mean that the information that you get isn't always accurate and it's presented to you for the purpose of making the person presenting the information look good
3: okay so (laughs) so so like what are you saying
1: I'm saying that the information that is presented to voters, to the community, to the public is not always what's going on. So what do you mean? <laughs> stop, stop. I mean, I, I hear you. <laughs> I mean, we have I, I mean, we have no idea what's really going on. They lie. That's 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 it. We're 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 lied to. We're misled. Uh, and if not necessarily intentionally, we are done so um from an abstract perspective, just from not being told the truth. They fucking I mean, lying. That's it.
2: For those that don't know, explain exactly what Cuomo did.
3: Okay. Here's what we go. Cuomo was the first guy issued a directive. It goes like this because the hospitals are going to overflow, right? Yes. With COVID people. What are we going to do with them? We're going to put them on that boat. We sent to New York city. Are they going to put them in the Javits center? Or are we going to write an executive order that says, even if these old people are still radioactive, right, they haven't tested negative, they go back to the nursing home, right? Mm -hmm. With the Mm -hmm. caveat, if if you can isolate them. Problem with that is nobody turned down uh, the money from the state, just like in Michigan, saying they couldn't isolate them. Not not one person, right? So what they did was they took them in, said they could isolate them, they weren't isolating them. No
2: oversight of that. Right? Either, you read yeah, the report. No proof of it. You
3: mm-hmm. read the report. They are commingled. There's plastic sheets stuck up. There's no personal protection equipment. They're wearing raincoats, right? Mm-hmm. They're not testing anybody. They're shuffling around, and this thing takes off like wildfire. People start to die. People get sick. They start. We all start to figure out all these people in the hospital are from the old folks' home. So in March, he de- decreed that you do that. Yeah. In May, he said, okay, stop. They can't go back until they test negative, right? Mm-hmm. Nurs- the the attendance in the nursing homes had to be tested twice a week. So he stopped doing it. Makes sense. Okay. People died, but they weren't counting them properly. Like if you get the infection at the nursing home, that's where your death is counted. We want to know how many people caught this in the nursing home. they got
2: died. it. Yeah, that's, that's what matters. So they
3: started manipulating the numbers and they shipped them to the hospital. They died at the hospital. And so they weren't counted.
2: And this is solely, and, they were, and he, he kept it hidden solely because he didn't want it used against him because he was very, on, he was on the attack with the federal government and Trump and their handling of it, and he didn't want it to come back on them. What is amazing is that there were other uh, representatives from New York that are trying to ring the bell, and he threatened them. Yeah. He straight out threatened them.
3: Like uh, the, I used to cover Queens. It was a, it was a state legislator from I Queens. I not think of his name, but yeah. Yeah. From Flushing, I believe, and, you know, either his his father or his grandfather died Mm -hmm. in a nursing home. And when Cuomo's right-hand woman, you know, just a a week or two ago, has a conference call apologizing that they kind of had to tank the numbers because it became a political football. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of Democrats, because they're good public servants, I don't care what letter you got in front of your name, if you're a good public servant, hit the roof. Yeah. Because in the end, folks, here's what it means. We know where people are drowning. The Coast Guard knows when a ship's going down. They go to the ship. They don't patrol the shipping lanes. All hands on deck, save the ship. When you tank the numbers of the long-term care facilities, you diminish the problem. We now know, most likely, over 50% of all the deaths occurred in these facilities. When you're saying it's only 20%, Well, we didn't do what we needed to do. We destroyed our kids' well-being, cost them a year of learning. Your restaurant is closed. Your business is closed. You're behind on the rent. You can't make the mortgage because we all willingly did this. And now it comes out, you are fucking
2: lying. Did they, along the lines, because we've seen it here uh, in Michigan with the Vital Records Review, and they would update deaths, did New York ever do that to your knowledge?
3: What do the the vital records? They've been doing I, that I, every I week. Like I always go like this. I know what I know. Yeah, and I try not to report, you know,
2: gotcha. In okay. other
3: jurisdictions, unless I'm like like Jordan, unless I'm involved with it. So I do know politically what's going on in New York. I know the regulations. I know the dates. I know the attorney general's report. Mm-hmm. But I don't know the specificity of the vital records. Gotcha. So let's go to Michigan for a
2: minute.
4: Yes. Well, is, Charlie, major- can
3: I just mention something? Please. Go on, Jordan.
4: So one other piece of this that I think might have some criminal liability while he was sending these people, these older people back to the nursing homes in the New York state budget, he snuck in blanket liability to the CEOs of the nursing homes.
3: Absolutely. Let's do this. Wait a minute. So let's, let's, let's back up. I forgot something. The FBI and the U S attorney's office in Brooklyn, correct? Yeah. Have now opened a, a a criminal investigation false statements, manipulation of federal money. I don't know where they're going to go, but it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And again, it's universally democratic in New York. Here, we're getting a pile of shit. So what Jordan said is correct. Before Cuomo issued the executive order that you must take them back. yeah. First, they got a piece of legislation through that gave blanket, Amnesty liability amnesty to nursing home corporations. These are for-profit corporations. In Michigan, we copied all of it. We gave Whitmer before she issued any order of any substance about the nursing homes. It was Executive Order twenty twenty thirty. Wow. Executive Order twenty twenty fifty is the one that says you you know take them back. So there's twenty executive orders in between that. This was a hustle.
1: Now, Charlie, there was also one, the amnesty executive order that, uh, you know, provided protection for the, uh, these facilities as well. So it, it eliminated their liability.
3: And it should be noted that when the Supreme Court struck down her executive orders, the legislature did pass legislation and she signed it, giving healthcare providers, which include the nursing homes, Almost, almost universal blanket liability. It's gotta be gross negligence, meaning you meant to do it. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. You're out there. Listen, folks, we gotta get together. We gotta be together. Forget the political parties. I like her. My sister-in-law goes, I know Como lied, but I like him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I love her and she's really smart, but I'm disappointed. Hold him to account. <laughs> in Michigan, in Michigan, we didn't even keep track of cases of COVID in the nursing homes until June. We didn't keep track of deaths until July. We didn't keep track of deaths in the other facilities, the home for the aged and the uh, adult foster care, which is at least half of where the old people live until December. So here's what's going on. We now, every, you know, every other day we get a, a death count. Mm-hmm. Record deaths. Uh, Yesterday, there were 85 deaths reported. 72 of these were vital record searches. What that means is these people are already dead. We're counting dead people that died some time ago, and we don't know where. We don't know their age. We don't know their race. We don't know the date of their death or if it was a nursing home or not. They're just backfilling numbers. So here's what I did. I'm already on this. You know it. Freedom of Information Act. Governor, your Department of Health and Human Services, you're in violation of the law. Under the Freedom of Information Act, yesterday, end of business, I was to have all the deaths that you listed in December.
2: Oh, I'm sure they provided it. Uh, I'm no, already pro- on it. I know, no what problem.
3: I know what they're doing.
2: Do they provide it?
3: No. Hmm. And there'll be a lawsuit. It better come. I know you all listen. That's why, Karen, before we go any further, we did the blanket journalism. We reached out to whom this week?
1: We reached out uh, to Mayor Duggan's office. We reached out to Secretary of State. Did we get a response?
3: Did we get a response? Did
1: we get a response? No No response. No response response from Duggan's office. We reached out to Jocelyn Benson's office of Secretary of State. Uh, No response. Uh, received, uh, I did reach out to the governor's office and received that she's not going to be, it was a nice way of saying she's not ever going to be available for you, Charlie. (laughs) I I said it Hmm. to you, but they said she's not going to be available in the upcoming, they might as well said years. um, Wait, let's time
3: time out there.
1: Not me, Uh, not me, not you, us us, and all of you out there. That's right, but I but but you know, but let me let me finish this one and then Nestle. Nestle's folks um, responded, but pretty much said the same thing. But they did provide information that attempted to justify their reason for not making her available during this time on the issue of Flint. But let me let me say this: as an elected official, as a public servant, you owe it to the community and the people that you represent to be accessible. Whether you're taking a hit or whether you're taking a pat on the back, you owe it to people to, to be accessible and answer questions. Now, being on the other, having been on the other side, I can tell you right now, they do not want to answer the questions that they know that you will pose to them, Charlie, for which they do not want to provide answers.
3: That's because, <laughs> folks, this is, uh, look, it's next week's news today. We've been telling you, I told you all, we're all a community on this. I told you in May, that Whitmer was going to get nailed for this. That it was going to be her legacy and the biggest disgrace of her administration. And here it comes as she's hiding. And everybody, look, all of you out there in the press doing the softball. It's not good. I do get notes from people. Call me a jackass. But you don't really think I'm a jackass. You're like, she followed CDC guidance. I respect you for asking the question. Read the New York Attorney General's report, same thing Cuomo said. The Attorney General, independent voice, said that's nonsense. You didn't. And there's a whole appendix. Whitmer didn't either. What the CDC said was, one, separate staff if you're going to handle COVID patients, right? Yeah. Two, you got to have personal protection equipment, So you don't cross-contaminate. So the the lunch lady at school doesn't go to each classroom and carry it around. Two different milk ladies, right, with gloves and masks on. We didn't have that. We picked the worst nursing homes to do this in. We incentivized it with money. If you do take them, I'll give you $5,000 a bed and $200 a day. That's what we did. CDC said, test your staff. We didn't begin testing our staff in this state until July. It was over. The big one. She never put that in executive order. Remember the weasel from uh, the guy that ran Health and Human Services that snuck out of town Mm -hmm. a week before this report from New York lands? You got to be outraged. They did not follow protocol, folks. You've heard it on this program.
2: It really seems that, you know, we have this uh, three-headed hydra here in the state, uh, the governor, the attorney general, and the secretary of state, right? They appear to be very, very tight. Um, I don't know what the makeup is in New York State. I know the attorney general's Democrat. Obviously, Cuomo is. And she did the right thing and looked into this. Do you ever feel like that would happen here in this state?
3: Well, here's what we're going to do. And I want to call Jesse before I get into Jordan. This is going to give you a window. I'm going to give you a window into how this works, this state, this party. Again, hey, Jordan, you know me pretty well. Do I got any love for what the Snyder administration did? No. <laughs> Am I working my ass off to bring them to justice?
4: Absolutely. We uh, talk about it all the time.
3: Shit, man. You know, Bush and the invasion
2: of Iraq it was criminal. Like, I, I don't give it. do us right. Look at Texas. But she has the power. She, the attorney general Nestle, she has the
4: power to really make it right, of course. You, look, by, she, the, by the way, Charlie, uh, you know, I see Gretchen, Governor Whitmer, Attorney General Nestle, and Secretary of State, uh, Benson. They seem not to have uh, time to be available for you, but I see them all the time on <laughs> CNN for, soft, for softball uh, interviews, uh, you know, as leaders of the resistance against Trump. So, I think it's interesting that they won't speak with. Real journalists, but they will go on CNN to raise their national profile.
3: Word them up. And again, you know, people I respect, and there are some real fucking reporters around. Joel Kurth from Bridge, right? His crew. Paul Egan at the Free Press. They've Mm -hmm. never gotten to have a serious sit-down discussion. It's not personal. It's your being played out there. Look, you can be upset and still vote for the person, but do me a favor. Hold them accountable because I'm involved too. I'm giving you the real facts. Remember this. The legislature, when they got their power back, passed a bunch of legislation, including, hey, COVID-only buildings yeah. to put, pe- not, not wings, not plastic sheets. Doesn't work. We know that now. She vetoed it hmm. and said there's no evidence that the plastic sheet bit was anywhere, could, is any worse or better in a separate building it's
2: intuitive though
3: well of course there's no data because you i purposely didn't collect it
1: well let's not let this be lost either is that nursing homes have been probably one of the most um I guess unoversighted entities even before COVID sure, we've had sure. so many people talk about you know their seniors and the conditions that they live in so to me you know those places were just petri dishes for this, just waiting for it to happen. So to be able to come in and demand a level of oversight on top of no oversight at all, it just, I mean, they weren't looking at them anyway. They were just tossing our old people in the corner and, and wishing them well.
3: Our old people. Mm-hmm. And by the way, look, our old people, it's, it's by human beings. We all have them. We've lost them. Mm. It's, a, it's a crime. Do yourself this favor. This will lead you to ProPublica, nursing home reports, etc. Just Google "worst nursing home systems by state in America." They're, they're, they're graded. We're in, Michigan's number three. Third worst. Yeah, it's like uh, New Mexico, Alaska, and us. It's awful. Come to fuck on. It's awful. You knew what was going on. I want an investigation. Right? Yeah. I, well, I want they need that. to do it. And That's don't forget, my fear when Cuomo got rid of this thing. May 10th, right? You mm-hmm. got to be negative to go back in. Whitmer doubled down on it and still let him in. And we're one of just a handful of states, a couple, three or four, that still allow this shit. Unreal. Unreal.
2: It's now, okay to make a mistake if you can correct it.
3: Now, let's see if there's a tipping point with Cuomo here. Because, look, I, we, need, we need New York to help us. We need somebody on Fox or CNN to say, hey, what about Michigan. Call Jesse. Go ahead. Dial him up. Let me hear it. Can we hear the beep, beep, beep? Audio's always good.
2: <laughs> I hope he's in the middle of a question. Hello? Hey, dude. What are you doing? Uh, it's the duff.
5: Hey, Charlie. How are you?
3: This is everybody listening. This is Jesse McKinley, Bureau Chief, New York Times, Albany Bureau. Um, are you in a virtual press conference right now?
5: I am in uh, almost. I'm an hour two of a virtual press oh. conference right now. Hour two, oh, almost, almost hour two. We're at the fifty-minute mark.
3: I thought he was cutting the oh, because he's in a bucket of hot water, dude. What, what, what's going on?
5: Is well, he going right now, down? The, right now, the uh, health commissioner is giving his explanation as to the same March twenty-fifth memo regarding the uh, uh, asking nursing homes to take back positive, uh, positive COVID nineteen positive patients. So we're getting our second explanation of the day as to this policy. So oh,
3: okay, look, dude, how how big a trouble is he in?
5: Uh, Cuomo? Yeah. I would characterize this as probably the worst controversy he's had, certainly during his third term, if not during his entire 10 years in Albany. It's it's a pretty big mess for him right now, and this is the third time this week he's been trying to clean it up. So, uh and we'll see if it does the trick. I mean, it's just, I guess the third time might be the charm.
3: Do you think, uh, do, you, do you take the federal investigation seriously, or is this like win- window dressing?
5: I think it's tough to to know at this point. We're early, you know. I think it's only been probably a week or uh, perhaps two. Uh, So I think they're in the very early stages of this. But uh, you never know. I mean, federal investigations can drag on for a long time. You know, the prosecutors don't have a deadline. They don't have a, a clock ticking over their heads. So this could be something that dogs him for a while.
3: I know you have to maintain objectivity, but you're a really smart man. It's true, isn't it? You just line it up. What his uh, advisor said. You, you line up what the attorney general put together, and it's true. They were hiding
5: bodies. Well, it's not a question of hiding bodies, but I, it's indisputable that they were understating officially how many people who had been living in nursing homes died. That's an indisputable fact. He's admitted to that. You know, in the last two weeks, basically the official count in the state of New York has gone from about eighty five hundred to about fifteen thousand. So it's it's uh, it's almost doubled at this point. So, and the governor himself has, am I sort of quasi apologized for that, saying that they were trying to, uh, you know, take care of the feds before they took care of the state and the public. But it's an indisputable fact that the number was undercounted.
3: Uh, <laughs> oh, well, our governor was was denying access, like saying it's political, and we're we're just not going to cooperate.
5: Yeah, I mean, the the governor of New York, Cuomo, said the exact same thing that this was a, a you know, a Trump uh, administration kind of fishing expedition that they were just trying to damage, you know, himself and Whitmer there and, and other Democratic governors, which, you know, depending on your viewpoint, might be true. But uh, it's still in the case of New York, it, you know, it still resulted in. Uh, the data being hit basically from lawmakers and by extension the public.
3: Why does it matter, dude? I mean, Cuomo came out, put his foot in his mouth. There's some truth to it. W- what does it matter when and where they died? Why does well, it matter that we have a true accounting of the nursing homes?
5: Well, it's a question of not only, you know, the public paying everyone's salaries and deserving good public information as a result, but also from a, you know, in, in, informed you know, an informed decision about your loved ones. You know, if, if they're saying 8,500 people died in nursing homes, obviously that's terrible, but they're, if they're saying 15,000 people died in nursing homes, that's even worse. So it, it could conceivably affect the way that you make a decision about whether or not you want your parents or your grandparents to enter those homes if those homes are safe. Um, and that's, you know, that's what it's all about. This is all about life and death.
3: And don't you think communally, like a, as a people... And a republic that we could have made some other decisions about where we want to focus our attention and our resources, yeah,
5: certainly I mean it would have it, it, anything that would have given a clear picture as to the risk and danger inside of those homes was useful information as all information in this crisis has been
2: Jesse, how uh pissed are um the the actual public? Do they understand it? And how pissed are members of his Democratic Party that he was kind of bullying uh, behind the scenes?
5: I, I think pretty, pretty angry. I mean, I, I, you know, they are moving to strip him of powers in the Senate, which is the upper chamber here. The Assembly seems to be a little bit more on the fence about it. But, you know, his dressing down a, a lawmaker in public last uh, on Wednesday, two days ago, was not was not well received. You know, other Democrats are upset about this. They feel it was inappropriate. And Ron Kim, the assemblyman in question, went on the view, you know, a couple hours ago and and said, look, he's an abuser. And and that sort of language is yeah. is is you know, I, there were people that agreed with that sort of language that, you know, in a day and age in which we are reckoning as the way we deal with each other personally, politically, socially, that's a call up and scream at someone like that who is an elected lawmaker is not appropriate.
3: And I um, want to just move it to another direction, which is you were no softball through this whole year. Really, really good, really solid work. Um, do you think the press corps, the media has some blame at its feet here in terms of the the fawning coverage, the, the Cuomo brothers yucking it up? Uh, you know what I mean? Did, did he, he won a fucking Emmy, for God's sakes, for these press conferences.
5: Well, you know, I, I think that I'll defend the press because I think the press has been tough on Cuomo and tough on a lot of people. I, I do certainly think that the governor got good reviews from a lot of quarters and that gave him a lot of confidence to go on his brother's program and, and you know, and have a moment there. Uh, but, you know, look. In all things coronavirus, there are going to be critiques and justifiable critiques of of all of us, you know, of the media, of politicians, of of residents, of nursing homes, of, you know, Ted Cruz flying off to Cancun. I mean, there are going to be there are going to be critiques, plenty of critiques to go around. But I I think at the heart of the matter, what you're talking about with Governor Cuomo is a question of credibility and whether or not he's been telling people the truth. And, and I think that's, that's where this crisis has come from.
1: What does this do for his credibility going forward? So now he's coming back and saying, okay, well, we didn't tell you everything up front. We didn't tell you the truth. What does this do for his character, his integri- integrity, and his believability uh, from here on out?
5: Well, I think he's trying to salvage it as we speak on my laptop, not five feet away. You know, he's 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 working to try to make it seem as though he has been telling the truth and that you know that 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 he is to still be believed and that these decisions he made regarding withholding data were were justifiable in the moment in this fog of war. Uh, But once again, I I don't I don't get the sense that uh, that that explanation is is necessarily is necessarily being bought by the general public. But on the other hand, we haven't seen polling on it, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, just um, just the general sense that I get is that that has not yet done the trick.
3: Give me a quick answer here. Do, does the state health department, Department of Health, issue backdated deaths like weekly or
5: biweekly? That's a great That's a great question. I think they have been trying to update data, you know, with presumed deaths and things like that, but, uh, you know, uh, that is a good question that I don't have a good answer for. You know, I think that they have been trying to update their data. And look, there is, in in the Department of Health Defense, a lot of this data was was shoddy. It was incomplete. It was coming in wrongly formatted. It was coming in from, you know, 600 homes in the state of New York. It's a lot of work. I get it, you know, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, it, you know, the job of government is to do that work, you know, and to give us the data and give us the, you know, give us the, the truth and the facts so that we can make decisions. Um, Charlie, I love you to death. I got to jump because the governor's back Okay,
3: on. one more real quick. Listen, yeah, yep. our governor followed the exact playbook. Our yep. press corps is pretty soft. Can you at least embed it somewhere in your soul to, to take a look or or think about? the same thing going on in Michigan, but we don't have any attention.
5: Anytime I can get to Detroit, I will. Let me just end it on that. Right. Anytime. But I, but I but I got to sleep on your couch, Charlie. That's the deal.
3: <laughs> Next to the dog.
5: <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. All bye. Right, bye. Wow. Jesse McKinley, Bureau Chief New York
1: Times. Do people like Como and Ted Cruz just get off because they say they made poor decisions? Um, I mean, is that okay? And does that become okay because people, whether it's your sister-in-law or other voters, like them? And it, it becomes... All right, we'll forgive them. It seems, to be,
3: it seems to be the case in this country, right? Uh, but, Mulligan.
2: But stop treating us like we're just idiots. Nobody believes Ted Cruz was just accompanying his kids down there and coming right back. And to believe that this was okay because of the fog of war is absolutely ludicrous. Because if you thought it was okay, you're not going to dress down a fellow politician Uh, live on TV or behind the scenes. It's just, we're not, the public is not dumb. No.
4: And I think, I think it also goes both in Michigan and New York to people need to realize these are machine towns. I mean, with this in the news with Cuomo, more stuff is coming out. More people are coming out of the woodwork, explaining how he's threatened them. He's threatened them politically. He's bullied them. Same thing goes on in Michigan and many other uh, states. Because uh, Karen mentioned we're so void of public servants. These people are trying to move up the political ladder so they won't come out or they're deathly afraid to come out against Cuomo or Whitmer in this case. So uh, it's the, Cuomo it's is the your homecoming float political boss. It's high school. It's the homecoming
3: float. I'm trying to get up to the higher tiers. I want to wear the tiara. Man, what about us? I'm not afraid. You're not. afraid, Jordan, you worked at NBC, MSNBC. Fox, I think, the Young Turks. Now you're doing your own because we both see it.
4: Oh, I got the hell out of there exactly because of this.
3: (laughs) Like, you know, like in 10 years, like you'd be a big wig at 60 minutes or something if you wanted. But it's not going to get us there. Don't hate us. We're trying. And let me say about Ted Cruz. Mm -hmm. Basically, here's what happened if you didn't hear the power grid went down in, in Texas because it got cold and they didn't invest in the infrastructure. So Ted, Ted, the leader, gets on an airplane with his family to go to Cancun to ride it out. I don't blame them for being able to afford that. Send your girls. I'd be proud if I could send my girls and say, darlings, go have fun. Daddy's got work to do. He got, he's got people to help. Mm-hmm. But you, then you're lying and saying, I was just chaperoning. You're hiding behind a
1: girl? And Charlie, it- this this, this to me was a, a prime example of the disconnect that so many people that are holding elected positions have with the very people that they represent. When you hear arguments about whether $600 is too much money to give to people to help them over and pe- the people that are representing people have no idea how the average American lives and how so many Americans struggle. You're right. Right. Ted Cruz shouldn't be penalized for being able to afford for his family to get up and go anywhere. That's not the issue. The issue is, is that he went with them. That's the problem. And then lied. a major problem.
3: And then lied. And Text messages lie come it. out that, you know, they were planning a long, boozy weekend. Mm-hmm. That's what he he was. Now, here's the, here's where it's news. It's bullshit. It's, it's a bullshit story. Why does it get as much attention, as much, on CNN today? As as Cuomo, they're not even comparable. No. But not. here's what I do know: I I cover Texas a lot. I cover this country a lot. California, New York, Michigan. So what was it about? I don't know. I I haven't been reading on Ted Cruz. Didn't the power the power went out in Texas like this about a decade ago?
2: Yeah. Got yeah. cold in a winter. in 2011 that they 2011, need to. 2011 was it? Yeah. Be, be prepared to winterize. Um, you know, your windmills, your gas, your natural gas, all the stuff. Just keep everything yeah, going. Yeah, basically take, take your pipelines and wrap it in... Invest in infrastructure. Right. Period.
3: Okay, yeah. so Texas' power goes down. pg Pacific <laughs> Gas Electric in California, goes bankrupt. Men, there's wildfires every year because they don't maintain the grid. Power lines fall down. Trees in the power lines. They light forests on fire. In Michigan... You know we've been doing DTE. You fart and the power goes out. Mm -hmm. What do they have in common? They're all for profit utilities. Right? As are the nursing homes. So they don't put money into the infrastructure. They put it in the shareholders pockets. So am I a socialist? No. Am I a crony capitalist? No. The government is there to regulate some things healthcare, roads, the utilities. If you think just turning it over to Wall Street is the answer, you're nuts. Right? But to nationalize everything, you're nuts. We're just greedy fucking people. And we're all pick- we have the power and we're all picking sides and not really getting what's what.
4: Well, they, so- they also put the mo- they also put the money in the politicians' pockets in Cuomo's case. These nursing home executives that he gave a corporate liability shield are some of his biggest donors. You look at Gavin Newsom in California, same deal with these fossil fuel companies. Texas, every politician is owned by the fossil fuel companies. So, I mean, their their public service seems to be to the corporations, not the people.
3: Yeah. Now see, that's really well put. It's a it's long haired, but it's that's that's how you talk. Yeah. I know how I live. Folks, I'm not dogging on Detroit or Michigan or the United States. We can just do better. I I, got to live in this. I can't believe it. The roads were better in
2: Iraq in a war than they are in Michigan. It's about time we fix these damn roads. Remember that? Oh, yeah. We voted oh, for it. To the, she,
1: wait to wait to the snow thaws. We got a whole other issue that lies ahead of us, like we do every spring.
2: And let's
3: not forget thing. what. First of all, the Republicans sit on their ass and don't want to fund the roads. They won't come up with something. Whitmer takes the easy way out and says, "Hey, fifty cents a gallon." Imagine if your gas was fifty cents a gallon higher right now.
2: <sighs> you fucked. The uh, American way seems to be: let's just wait until something happens before we worry about it.
3: Yeah, and Instead you know what you, you We had we a big should,
2: blackout in 2003. Has anything been fixed, or is we, are we just waiting for the next one to happen, and then everyone's going to be appalled? Google this one. Google it, folks, and then
3: and then don't just take the first thing you see. Follow the footnotes. Get into the studies, right? Who's got the most unreliable power grid in America? Oh, jeez. Whose is it?
2: I'm going to guess, uh, after the last Google instruction jeez. you gave us, is we're going to be pretty low on that list. Too.
3: We're going to be high. Ours is like one of the least reliable that's what i mean yeah the lights Mm -hmm. go out so much fix the shit we
2: see it around here all the time
3: you know what else you do (laughs) not wait for you do not wait for the future to arrive and you've not thought of a retirement plan (laughs) you don't just wait cross your fingers and hope so that was smooth wasn't it? That was very smooth. <laughs> it's so true. Luke Nowacki. Critical <laughs> Wealth Management, 248 Man, grow your assets. Grow them now. Start growing them now, they get big and fat in the future, and then they're growing more. Get it? That's how it works. Annuities, retirement accounts, college saving plans, stocks and bonds. I had a long talk with Luke. Dude, should I get some gold? Gold. I don't understand. I, I don't deal in gold. It's 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 a hedge. Yeah. The government's printing money. People can't pay it back. If if we come back from COVID and the economy picks up, inflation picks up. Should you be holding cash? Luke and I talked long about it.
2: Should you invest in these public utilities that you can trade? <laughs> they seem to be doing fine, right? Until something happens. This
3: what, you, you got, folks. I'm telling you, do it now. Or forever hold your peace. And don't come looking to raid my 401k. (laughs)
2: There's
3: no such thing as a pension. And if you're getting a pension, just talk to Detroit retirees.
2: Yeah, Jesus.
3: You counting on that? Get smart. Call Luke. 248-663-4748. Hit it. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc., member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent
2: of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. And if you're looking for uh, money to invest, if you need money and you can't find it, uh, why don't you call David Hall Mortgage? See if you can refinance that mortgage. I have to call him today. I'm currently in the process. It's been very simple to refinance with David Hall Mortgage. Uh, David Hall Mortgage, and he big supporter. All these shows on the Red Shovel Network, rates currently in the twos, call today. Find out how much a refinance can save you every month. You can click on the link on the website, davidhallmortgage.com, or simply call them 248-308-5000. That's 248-308-5000. Make sure you tell them the no bullshit news hours sent you. And if you don't believe us, just go check out over, uh, what, 2,500 five-star reviews.
3: Process was, wait, every time I try to read one, somebody's moving the goddamn five-star. <laughs> there you stop go, there you and go. stop. This one's from Priscilla. Process was easy from start to finish. Everything was explained to me along the way. I felt like I had that personal touch instead of feeling like I was next in an assembly line from the bigger mortgage company. Thank you,
2: Hall Finance. I will second that. The personal touch is wonderful.
3: Okay. There you go. And after
2: all these months, you're finally doing what I asked you to do. I know. Call Hall. Everyone should. We use them. You, you should. Do. You'll be surprised. Honestly, the money you can save.
3: Okay, so. now let's go like this. Uh, what were we at in the show here? I want to make. I don't want to drag for an hour now.
2: Uh, forty-seven.
3: Okay. All right, Jordan. Here we go. Quick strokes here, brother. New York, the nursing homes. The whole thing begins because the attorney general of New York. What is her name? Letitia. James. James, has the balls. Listens to the people. Does her work. Lights a fire. Our. Attorney General will not open an investigation that we should all be demanding. Dana Nessel is busy. Hmm. She's busy fucking up Flint. Am I right or wrong? Correct. Okay, go ahead and give us the broad strokes. What's the headline here? You've been, first of all, he's been working his ass off. A new big story's coming out uh, in The Intercept soon. This guy's got more fingers in the pot, more documents, more sources than. Anybody that's even looked at this story, setting it up,
4: what's the headline? Attorney General Dana Nessel, who claims she's not involved in the investigation of the Flint water crisis, uh, charges Governor Snyder with, according to Flint residents, a parking ticket for poisoning an entire community. Uh, obviously, weeks ago, the governor is charged with a misdemeanor. Uh, my reporting indicates he did significantly more than neglect uh, the Flint water crisis. He was actively involved in covering it up with his top officials. Uh, he, Nessel's predecessor, Attorney General Schutte, uh his investigation, which had a special prosecutor, found uh, sus- uh, suspicious phone calls that Snyder was in on, uh, a briefing that Snyder received alerting him of the deadly Legionella outbreak that he testified to Congress he didn't know about until January 2016. The briefing was from October 2014. A whole lot of other things. My reporting indicates Snyder not only knew about the deadly water outbreak, knew actively how bad things were in Flint, but he worked to cover it up. Uh, Nestle and her team have all this information, yet they only charged him with a misdemeanor. They blew it. Yeah, they blew it. OK,
3: you were telling me we were talking. Was there destruction of evidence during the Snyder administration?
4: I'm working on a follow up on that, but my reporting indicates there was destruction of evidence, hiding of evidence, and uh, you, you know, an open question as to whether the governor himself uh, was involved in it and knew about it. But his right hand man, Richard Baird, who, you know, interestingly enough, was just charged with extortion, uh, obstruction of justice, perjury, misconduct in office. That's the governor's consigliere, his top advisor. He was charged with all these things, but the governor apparently wasn't aware of what his top advisor was doing uh, and was only charged with a misdemeanor. And, you the, know, you know like, to- I, I like some Michigan reporter, hmm. maybe ask the attorney general, how is this guy charged with everything in the kitchens under the kitchen sink? But the governor was only charged with a misdemeanor. How does that square? I will play role play with you because we don't have the
3: evidence that it, it got up to Snyder and we're hoping Baird's going to flip. How's that for an answer? That's what I would say.
4: Well, uh, I'm not a lawyer, but I would say you need to uh, improve your investigative skills, because if Baird was going to flip, would have happened already. Uh, I would estimate that uh, charging Baird with all of these all of these things, you're talking multiple felonies. He'd be in jail, in prison the rest of his life if he's convicted. Uh, If he hasn't flipped by now, I think you're going to have a tough time flipping him. Who knows? Uh, Maybe maybe they're smarter than we are, Charlie. But the point is, my reporting indicates had his one investigation under a previous attorney general. And I'm no shooty fanboy, but previous attorney general are my reporting. You've independently confirmed this. They were going after Snyder for involuntary manslaughter before they were canned. That's a fact. It's a fact. Involuntary manslaughter. They weren't ready to charge, but that's what they were. That's what they were building towards. They saw evidence of misconduct in office. This uh, misdemeanor, neglect of duty and enough to go upwards towards involuntary manslaughter. How does one one set of investigators, we're talking former FBI, we're talking retired judges, uh, you know, Wayne County prosecutors, how do they how do they have enough evidence for that? But the Democratic attorney general, uh, who, again, says she's not involved, so benefit of the doubt, her team, her solicitor general, uh Kim Worthy, Wayne County prosecutor, they say we only have evidence to charge him with a misdemeanor, but. We're still investigating the whole thing. If you're a Flint resident, which I'm not, you got to start to wonder uh, wh- where where is justice here? Uh, does does a powerful are the rules change because it's the governor, a powerful powerful figure, right. a wealthy wealthy figure? Uh, because I got news for you: if that was a corporate CEO oh. and his t- whole team, uh, his top advisors, you know whatever the roles are, were covering evidence up. Uh, destroying evidence, hiding evidence, Uh, the corporate CEO wouldn't get away with that Uh, ignorance.
2: Nobody told me. Well, to that point, Jordan, then is there a sense that Nestle just wants us to go away and just be done and say, hey, we charged him with something. We got him with something. Everyone can forget about this really poor city now and we'll move on with our lives because it really seems like she's just wants
4: to be done with it. You know, I don't want to get too in the weeds, but the top line here and Charlie's done great reporting on this There's a really, really shady financial deal that led to the Flint water crisis. Just in a nutshell, think about a scam, a scam financial deal for a totally unnecessary water pipeline. The KWA pipeline is what and is why Flint was even on the Flint River and conspicuously missing from some of the charges she filed. She charged, in addition to Snyder, uh, former Flint emergency managers Darnell Early, and Gerald Ambrose, the previous investigation charged them with conspiracy uh, right. and, and basically uh, participating in bond fraud False related pretext. to that pipeline. False pretext. Nestle charged them, recharged them. Nothing about that. So to me, the real driving force here is they they want to do surface level charges against the governor to act like they're doing something. But. The real the real uh, source of this, that financial fraud, the KWA bond deal, which, by the way, if that goes to court, the KWA bond deal, uh, you're talking the state of Michigan could be in hundreds of millions of dollars of liability because the state of Michigan approved that fraudulent, allegedly fraudulent bond deal.
3: Which is why Detroit water payers are now paying for that bond indirectly. That's that's the move.
2: What happened to the guy that put that bond together?
3: He's the budget director for Whitmer. It's crazy. Unbelievable.
4: Unbelievable. Yeah, you want to talk about failing upward, Charlie. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this the Flint water crisis, you got David Massaron who was one of the driving forces behind this uh fraudulent bond deal that that used Flint residents as a guinea pig. Uh he's now uh the, the I think the budget director for Governor Whitmer. Yes. Uh my my the follow-up story I'm working on, a top uh, a top top official, I don't want to give too much away. Uh Allegedly instructed uh, state employees to hide evidence. He's now <laughs> the director of a department. Uh, it, it's it's really outrageous. And I would say because the attorney general, her team, seemed to have an allergy to speaking with reporters that challenged them. Right. Uh, I would I would ask, hey, can you just explain? Because it's a secret grand jury process. How is it that one investigation that preceded you uh, saw the, the the most severe? Crimes here, involuntary manslaughter, but you're charging a misdemeanor. W- w- tell us about that discrepancy. Did Two the more. previous investigation mess up, or are you spineless? Two I mean, more. What, what's going on here? Two more
3: quick ones, and we'll go to red. One, the the chief, the communications director for Attorney General Nestle, right? Kelly Rossman McKinney, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, w- what was her role in Flint?
4: So this is a scandal, but in a nutshell, she was actively involved in PR, damage control uh, communications for Governor Snyder, his chief of staff, his whole administration. It was depicted as, oh, she just picked up the phone when they called. My reporting and documents I have indicate that was not the case. She was in the trenches with them helping to cover this up as early as 2014 and 2015. It, the core years that this crisis began uh, she was doing spin for them damage control uh, potentially targeting uh, the previous investigation with you know fake websites to try and um, criticize them and now she's her top communications director. My reporting also indicates Charlie, there was a meeting at the end of October 2014, critical cool meeting uh, in Flint City Hall between the environmental department director and Flint City officials. The Legionella outbreak that Snyder claimed. The I first, didn't know anything. Let about. Me, let it. me say it's the first, later. The,
3: the first whiff of Legionnaires. Yeah. October is is October of 2014, not 16, like like the governor saying when he found out and there's yeah, a meeting and there's claimed. a meeting and who's in the meeting?
4: You got Former MDEQ director Dan Wyant, Darnell Early, who was the emergency manager at that time, several uh, environmental officials, Howard Croft, uh, Flint Public Works director, uh, plenty, uh, several people from the Flint water plant, and uh, you know Kelly Kelly Rossman McKinney, the communications director for the AG, she was copied on an email about that meeting two days later. Uh, Darnell Early, the emergency manager, sent the environmental director a thank you for coming to Flint copied a series of people who were in that meeting. She's copied on it. So I reached out to the attorney, her, Kelly Ross McKinney, saying, hey, yes or no, were you in this meeting? Simple enough to tell me. Simple enough. Uh, you
3: reached out, asked for a comment, and what would she say?
4: Oh, she didn't respond. I got a different department <laughs> responded to me saying, that, as you know, this is an ongoing criminal investigation, so Miss McKinney uh, can't respond. I have other sourcing that indicates there was a PR person in the meeting. I spoke with the Flint PR person at the time, Jason Lorenz. He says, I wasn't in that meeting. Who was the PR person in that Just meeting? Just answer the
3: question. The, were you there or not? We reached out and we got nothing. So you're involved. How much
4: were you involved? Simple. real simple. Simple, Flint. Simple. And if you were involved, why the hell are you in the attorney general's know, ear yeah. who is presiding over this investigation? Whether you were in the meeting or not. why why How, how, does, how is anybody working?
3: Flint, you fuck. fucked because the case is falling apart because now all the defendants want the discovery. They want the exhibits. They want the notes from the one man grand jury, the judge who lives in Flint. And then the new federal judge is saying, well, uh, I'm going to need till the end of June to go through this end of June. Look, I, I told you next week's news today, it's going to drag on forever. It's going to drag on beyond the next election cycle where you can parade around and say you're the attorney general saying, I'm doing a bunch of stuff,
4: but the fucking case is falling apart. That's what I think. And you, you asked the New York times reporter, you know, what do you say about the media culpability here? Listen, you say enough about the Michigan media, but I'll tell you, I met with the Detroit free press about this story. They passed. Detroit news won't touch it. Flint journal laughable. I mean, the Michigan media, they just take whatever Nestle tells them, and reprints it. They did the same thing with Governor Snyder. Who where are the media? Where are the journalists of Michigan to ask, uh, why did you clean house? What's the real reason you cleaned house of this previous investigation? So you
3: gotta go to the intercept. It's the you know, the big, the big investigative website now, where you know, like all of us that used to do it, that's where we go and make a fucking nickel, but we do it because we got love for you. It's New York, New York's gotta do the work. New York's gotta do our fucking work.
4: Apparently I literally met in a parking lot with an editor from the Detroit free press. I literally handed him the story that I did for the intercept a few weeks ago with the evidence. He says to me, yeah, this is kind of circumstantial. I said, we're not fucking criminal prosecutors. We don't have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. I'm handing you uh, phone calls that the governor was on with his chief of staff, with the health director. They were scrambling for two days. The not me, the investigators concluded they were scrambling to cover up the ongoing Legionella outbreak that PBS reports might have killed hundreds of people. Yeah.
3: And we and we oh. we aired we aired, oh, man. Uh, you know, interview tapes with with the head of public works saying it was all a money game. Yep. I mean, come
4: on. It's re- so. All right. What ev- what evidence were they showing this one man grand jury? I'd love to know, because I don't I don't know how a judge who was the one man grand jury. Would only charge the governor with a misdemeanor if he was provided with the phone calls, a briefing that I that that I found. Uh, by the way, this next story that I'm working on. I mean, you got destruction of evidence, hiding of evidence, burning of certain things. I mean, it's like a crime novel. Uh, it, it it's unbelievable, and I would say to the people of Flint. Uh, this isn't a Democrat or Republican thing. Of course, Snyder is a Republican. Uh, Nestle, uh, Atter- Attorney General Nestle is a Democrat. But at the end of the day, well, both sides are screwing you. Um, and it's, it's, it's really, I, I don't know if this is incompetence or something worse, but to be determined, when is
3: your piece coming out in the intercept? We're shooting for next week. Okay, next week we'll let everybody know. Uh, Jordan Cheriton, founder of Status Coup, you find him on YouTube. Just plug in Status Coup. It's independent. It's nationwide, and it's growing like a motherfucker. And kind of like it's good work. Teammates, we're kind of umbilical to each other. You know what I mean? I'm a different guy than he is, but we just trying to get to the truth. Thanks, whether You want to stay? And uh, we got Detroit Red live from the serial killer house on the east <laughs> side doing a little bit of the street beat you know i mean we like to take it from new york to brooklyn to lansing to the streets so right. i don't know if red's out there or if you've been mugged what's going on <laughs> red you probably
1: frozen i was just,
2: just gonna say that karen
0: yeah he's <laughs> no, no, i ain't froze yet i don't know if y'all can see me can you hear me
2: we can hear you <laughs>
0: So okay, your, phone well, the fr- video, your camera froze. I don't know who got the video. Oh, there we go. Start my goddamn video. I mean, I've been out here freezing long <laughs> enough. So I'm over here on the east side of Detroit, Mackinaw, Elliot, in front of the serial killer house. I don't know if y'all can see that back there behind me. I'm right here in front of it. I can't even get up to the porch because they've started burning this son of a bitch. And no, I look like a no, piece of the no, Heidelberg project, but this hey, red, actually is the red. serial killer house.
3: No, red. That's not the serial killer house. Look to your right. T- Turn the Yeah, look to your right. Go down. Keep turning. Keep turning it. <laughs> go down to that house. Look, Which one? Hold see, on.
0: See the yellow one? Uh, I'm yep. at the wrong house. Well, there's so many goddamn abandoned vacant houses over exactly. here. Exactly. With no address. I, I've made That's that sure. mistake. I've made that mistake oh. because that, that house
3: caught on fire about a month later. Keep going. Go go down by the okay. gas station and don't oh. slip on the un, un, un,
0: un uh, shovel walk. Explain oh, the no, I- I'm, I'm, I'm in the parking lane right now. I'm risking getting hit by one of our unlicensed Detroit
2: drivers. Explain the serial killer house for those that don't know. Like
3: It was back in June of 19. Um, a woman escaped with her life. A guy pulled her in there, tried to rape her, stab her. Um, they go back and find a woman's body. They get the guy. They start connecting DNA. There's another house where another woman was found. We, we helped find her there. Yep. And uh, this serial killer house is owned by the city and it hadn't been demolished. And
2: seen that, you would think that would be a high priority house if the city owns it to get rid of it. Well, if, if for nothing other than the symbolism yeah. of it,
0: this is the, this is the funny part about this house. As you, you see,
2: yep, exactly.
3: They the got
0: it boarded up in the back there. It says, love you and spray paint on the boards. What I'm trying to figure out is how did we pay all this money to demolition houses, but yet we can't get rid of this goddamn house? Yep. Which is associated with women getting killed. So I've come to find out here in the Detroit area the reason crime probably is so high as well. The prosecutor said it couldn't be towed down because they were gathering evidence. That was over two years ago. What evidence are you trying to gather? Which leads me to believe the reason we can't get no murders solved in here is because it takes two years to gather evidence from a crime scene. <laughs>
3: Plus, you know, people shoot up in that thing and everything. Yeah. I mean, that thing was open for months. See, but the city, Look. as I'm told, they, they had the ability for more than a year to tear it down and didn't. And then after we shamed them, they finally went. And so, prosecutors are like, you might as well just leave the- it up.
0: What are you looking at there, we- Red? We're going to take this walk and follow the tracks. These are the only tracks. Can you see the tracks in oh, this yeah. snow here? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. These are the only tracks on the entire street of Mount Elliot. Wow. On this side of the street. And you can see it's right next to the house. The city's been back out here and boarded it up. So we do know they know how to use boards. <laughs> Thank God, because they don't know how to use asphalt to clean up and Watch, no watch out potholes. from around that corner, because yeah. one time,
3: um, I saw a guy shitting, and another time a dog came out,
2: <laughs> which was
3: worse. <laughs> Dogs look like they've been <laughs> tracks back here.
1: Oh yeah, they they've been back here. Be careful, Red. Oh uh, Look
0: here. If I disappear, at least you know where the hell I'm at. <laughs> At the infamous serial killer house that's been over two years getting broke down. It looks
3: like they uh, missed this a few is the windows.
0: Garage. Oh,
3: boy. Yep, that's that's the oh junkie garage.
0: Now, this is the funny part. They got more trash dumpsters in this garage than I do in my, on my whole block. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to come back over here at night and help them get rid of that. <laughs> yeah. So, Fred, let me <laughs> ask you. Look, I, I want
3: help me here, right? Look. I put this on Facebook the other day. Uh, A guy named Dewan Knighton was arrested uh, last Thursday night in Detroit, right? For the mutilation of Kayla Pierce. She's from Livingston County. Now, they arrested him, and they found her dismembered body tossed in the backyard, right? He was charged with concealing her death and tampering with evidence and dismembering a body, right? They're waiting for an autopsy to see if it was murder, but... They got to let the parts thaw out.
2: Jesus.
3: Long story short, five
2: thousand dollar bond. What? Five thousand bucks. Five thousand. I mean, at the very least, there was a dismembered body on his property. Or right. But,
1: we, but remember, <laughs> that's ten percent. That may not necessarily be five thousand cash. That may be ten percent. No,
3: it was fifty thousand at ten percent. So it's five thousand bucks. 5, yeah. He needs five thousand bucks.
0: Okay. Now, my thing <laughs> is, go ahead. This Red. is my whole thing. You get $5,000 for a DUI. I know people with gun charges that's got a, a, a higher bond than this guy who went and apparently thought somewhere it was a good idea to dismember an entire human being. Okay, this does not make sense.
3: People go, maybe panicked. I'm like, for 12 hours, where are sawing a body
2: apart. No, you don't, know.
3: Come on. So, look, I'm getting this, bro. I'm getting the man. You look at your shitting on Detroit. You're so negative, man. I I don't like you anymore. And I'm thinking, well, you know, what if he made $5,000 and moved
0: in next to you? What if that was your daughter? Hell no. I don't want, listen, if you've got a mindset to dismember an entire body, a human body, we ain't talking about a deer, a pig, a cow. We're talking about a human being. Your crazy ass need to be locked up. You can't live next to me. I got enough things to worry about whether or not you're going to panic and trip and come over and just cut me up one day and throw me out in the backyard.
2: I can't believe he's offered bond at all.
0: That, that's what I'm saying. But see, that's all that Corona COVID service. You can pretty much get away with dismemberment now and be back sure. out of jail because they scared you're going to die from COVID.
3: How about we, you know, that there's, that's all in the news. Here's one in Detroit, you know, like uh, a guy who's got a record for, you know, heroin possession and, and firearms, like gets the COVID release, mm. shoots his girlfriend and her mom. A rapist is let out of the county jail who goes on to rape three more women by knife point in <laughs> Philadelphia. We're not alone. In Philly, uh, a guy—you know—he's a habitual robber and stuff like that, right? His robbery B and E. They caught him driving around with the body parts in his fucking truck. Oh God! They let him out under COVID, so I'm like this. Yeah, I you know talking to the prosecutors and stuff. There's that whole bail reform movement, right? No cash bail. I'm I'm like this. If you're a drunk driver, you shouldn't be doing no 90 days because you don't got the money. You're a deadbeat dad. What's he doing in there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you got traffic tickets. You're driving on no plates. Come on. You got crack on you. Bullshit. But well, you you're supposed your grandma, to be in fucking me. incarcerated when you're hacking people up, raping people, pointing guns at people. This is a problem
0: a big problem. And to the individual that said that you're shitting on Detroit, I want to personally tell that individual, I live in Detroit. This house is less than a mile from my home, okay? It ain't Charlie that's shitting on Detroit. It's Detroit shitting on Detroit. Because we, we pay enough money for this crap to be taken care of. Now, I understand it's all kind of issues and problems, but this is where somebody committed a heinous crime and a murder. I wouldn't care if the city owned it, the land bank owned it, out of damn near $200 million to tear houses down and throw them in fucking holes. You missed this one? It's right here, across from a big abandoned church where they bust up drug addicts and, and folks that get drunk and hang out every day. How do you miss this? You and know there's what? still people here going back and forth using the property back there. You see the tracks? Going straight to the garage. So tell telling what's going on back there. The little girl could be walking up the street and get snatched back oh, there. God. I wouldn't even come over here at night. You I know the school man. The school
3: children get dropped off just up the way where you were standing earlier, and they get on the bus at that bus stop right across from where you're standing right now. Yep. Children. Yes. Children.
0: Yes. So Kelly's no been by four or five times. They see me. They don't give a damn. They just keep on rolling. They ain't stop to see what's going on. Why am I sitting in front of a row of abandoned houses for a an hour and a half? It's pretty much like the potholes; just keep riding over them, pretty much they might disappear.
3: Well, I don't expect the police to be yeah, stopping people and asking them what to do. None of their business if you're not doing anything. So
0: that in front of a serial killer house, though, wouldn't you think they'd want to know? <laughs>
2: well, maybe if they, may because you know you look a little shady. I got
0: shady. one for the prosecutor. <laughs> you you're collecting evidence, right? Where's it taped off at? I don't know. Well, Who's coming here collecting like evidence?
2: They're not. They're just full of more
3: well, shit. Well, if the city would have got on in the first place, yeah. we wouldn't be in this no man's right. land. This is look here. Here's the thing. I'm not woke, folks. I'm not woke. Don't like that. I'm awoken. That's the difference. No fear, no favor. We're gonna hold the decrepit government responsible for taking care of these things we hire him to do. This is no put down. This is me trying to give you some love. Like, you know, a guy called me up. Couldn't get his car back. I don't know. He got my number. It was yesterday. Called me up. Say he'd get ripped off by the tow company. Ah, fuck. What am I going to do with this guy? I said, I'll make one call. One call only. Got the rational explanation. He'll get his car out tomorrow. I'll do what I could do.
1: But this is not hating. This is not hating. This this is the job. But Charlie, I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in on Red side. I live in Detroit. I'm not going to approve of, contribute to, or participate in anything that tears down the city. But like Red said, city is tearing itself down. It just because this reality goes against the narrative doesn't mean that it does not deserve to be told. This is the Detroit that a lot of people don't want you to see, but this is a reality that people navigate, live in and try to avoid or somehow succumb to every day. It did not go away. And let me put it's, it like this.
3: Okay. The woman's all been out of shape. I'm I'm writing about what the fuck, how does a guy dismember a corpse, yeah. get a $5,000 bond? What Does this happen anywhere else? And it's good. I put it out there because it does. It's a national matter issue. Fact,
2: it doesn't make it okay. Fact,
0: didn't the dude, uh, I forget his name, just dismember and kill his wife years ago? Uh, Steven Peterson, or what is his name? Oh, that guy from they, Ghost Point Park. What's that?
3: Yeah, Bob Bashara? Yeah. Oh, Bob Bashara. Oh, like, yeah. He didn't dismember who did he? He
1: dismember They stayed on his ass for life. You're talking, about, you're talking about Big Bob? Are you talking about that guy? Nah, we are, no, we not we are
0: throwing now,
1: shit. We're that was his name, Scott Oh, Hittery.
2: yeah. And, California. And he yeah. cut
0: his wife up. They yeah, stayed Lisa. on his head first until they found her. Then once he got locked up, there was no bot. Yeah. you hear, buddy. Even if we ain't proved you murdered her, you definitely cut her the hell off. Well up. make it fifty thousand. We, we in Detroit, I'm supposed to deal with Jeffrey Dahmer stand next door to me <laughs> and hope he don't have a psychotic breakdown. Because you gave him a cheap ass. <laughs> or mark. if he's hungry, yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, i
3: right. tell you what, I got a sister. She got in the car with a dude. You know, my sister turned tricks. She wanted out of the car. The guy wouldn't let her out of the car. He doing 80. The brakes fail. She don't want to be in. The, she's abducted. She jumps out of the car and into a tree and she's gone. This guy goes through plows through somebody's garage. He runs off to Florida. Nothing. Nobody going to look for him. Nothing. My mom's out in Brightmoor during the winter like this, trying to get some justice. Just can the guy know what he did? She didn't want him to go away for life. Want him to sit in the cooler and think about what he did. He got 18 months. But she wouldn't quit.
2: She shouldn't have to.
3: She wouldn't quit. And so that's in me. I'm not shitting on shit. Justice. Hey, Law and Kim order. Worthy, Something for I the kids.
0: Kim Worthy, if you can waste all them taxpayer dollars to chase down Kwame, right or wrong, you can make sure that a guy that's right here dismembering folks and probably responsible for a few other things we don't know about yet can sit in jail until we find out if he committed a murder. It's bottom line. It just makes no sense. If the police can catch him, you can show them the hell hold
3: it. Apples and oranges, man. You know, she got a job to do. Like, you spend the money if you got a corrupt politician. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. I'm for that.
2: But you can, you can do all of it.
3: Again, you know, if the city doesn't let this thing sit so long, maybe, it, I can understand now, like, hey, might as well just leave it till, you know, we go <laughs> to trial. Might as well. You've been letting it sit for fucking years. The city owns that house. Yeah. They own the house. And
1: no excuse. None. So does that fall? Does that does that fall under proposal
0: in for neighborhoods? Another $250 million dollars. Yeah, with the, <laughs> yeah, this, with the funny this, should be going in that two hundred and fifty million. Definitely. Well, Detroit's and capital right city. Around the corner, there's a mini house. You know the tiny house craze. Oh yeah. yeah. Right around the corner, there's a spanking brand new mini house, and I wonder if the lady would have put her mini house there if she knew right around the corner from her. Was a serial killer?
3: Doesn't doesn't do much for the you know the, the comps yeah. in here. Comedy value, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it does, though, Ray. But that's another conversation because people keep saying, "Who's who are they renting out and selling all of these high, overpriced places?" Because there is a demographic that's intrigued by the quote unquote hood. They want to they want to touch of the inner city and, you know, the environment that they've read about. They want to be brave and come to Detroit. So that's another conversation. But, yeah, that there. are that's another
0: deal. We can take the dude, this this member people. Take him out there and drop him off in the middle of Bloomfield Hill. Let him just number a couple of people in the house and see how long that house stay up there. Yeah, right. mate, you know what? That's
3: that, That's like, uh, what is that, Uber Eats? Right? We can give you some Uber D. We just drop yeah. off some serial killers and you and hack artists and like, you know, have him for a balloon party and stuff
2: and then send him on his way. I guess Bond will be a little higher then.
0: You want to turn to the neighborhood? Let me come dig up some of the street in front of your house. So a pothole is so big a small Asian family can live in it and then see how you like that. I come to your house and bring you a touch of Detroit. You ain't got to move down here.
2: There's one thing I know about Red. Nothing pisses him off more than potholes. Uh, You notice that? (laughs) It always comes up,
0: man. Listen, I didn't even drive over here. I hit the pothole at the end of my block and landed over here. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny about
3: where this serial killer house is? (laughs) <laughs> it's a block, two blocks from the Heidelberg project.
2: Oh yeah. The, yeah big,
3: which... the big art installation, which basically took a ban, a ban a neighborhood and made it into a piece of art. And as you can see in the background, this thing's becoming Heidelberg Heights. So if you're going to go to the Heidelberg yeah. project, just go to the corner of Mac and Mount Elliot and get a look at the serial killer house. It's a landmark
1: now. Jesus.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll you know it because it has the, love you, spray painted on the boys that's covering up the window.
1: So, Red, why don't you come up with a hashtag? Because now what you're going to do is have all the hipsters going to take selfies in front of the picture and post it on social media. So what hashtag do they use?
0: Stay the hell out. That's the (laughs) hashtag that you use. Or hashtag. Hell, I don't even know what the hashtag is. All right, here's That's the here's the, hell you have. Here's the hashtag, good.
3: brother. Here's the hashtag. Get in the car, get warm, get over here, let's get the beer.
0: There, too. See I'm you in a minute. I'm around and disappearing in the serial killer house. I'm getting looks now. <laughs> like, yeah, get out of They're there. like, I'm one of the gentrifiers. Yeah, they're know? like, what's this my, white dude doing here? this ain't showing enough <laughs> over here on me. That's white dude. We
3: are wearing. You are wearing a hat like my mom wears. I mean, it is an Avon hat. Love you, dude. Love you
0: too. See you in a Love
3: bit
1: careful, Remember,
3: people. I'm about
0: to be running to the car. Here we go. I'm running to the don't car. slip.
2: They didn't shovel the walk.
3: <laughs> they
1: get to the city. oh he's don't in
3: the fall. street. Yeah, <laughs> I Reds hurt run.
0: myself. I showed the hell case through this broke ass city. <laughs>
3: All right, folks, that's the show, program. Thank you, Jesse McKinley, New York Times, Jordan Chariton, Status Coup. As always, comedian Detroit Red, this generation's dead Gregory. Remember, you, you deserve more. Ask for it, demand it. Try to love one another. See you, Carrie. See hey you guys. Mark, Mannequin yeah. Joe, next
2: week. back.